Hi, I'm Aaron from the Files Obscura podcast. Along with Vlad and Cece, we cover a variety of dark or obscure topics sure to pique your curiosity. We welcome you to join the conversation each week, whether we talk about theories to an unsolved case or speculate and discuss on more broad questions in life, such as future tech, the paranormal, or dark parts of your psyche. You can find new episodes every Tuesday on Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you want to stay up to date, consider following our Twitter and Instagram page or join our Discord group. We can't wait to see you there. Hi guys, I'm Crystal. And I'm Elle. Hey, welcome back to Alternative Interests. Welcome. So we're glad to have you. We're very happy to have you. <laughs> <laughs> I sound decently scared. <laughs> you sound like I'm holding you hostage <laughs> and I'm forcing you to say these things. Basically. <laughs> well, thanks for coming back. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Thanks for sharing us with your friends. Yes, thank you. That just takes our job, like, makes our job way easier. Yeah, definitely. Um, it makes this enjoyable because I'm a data nerd, so. <laughs> a data nerd. Data or data? I think it's contextual, kind of like the and the. True. Like soda and pop? No, that's... Uh, that's two different thing. words. <laughs> wrong, wrong analogy. <laughs> potato, potato? Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't really have any business for this week, so we can just kind of jump in. We're diving. I know that's a song, and I've never actually heard the song. Okay, actually, I only know the country song where it says, Skydiving in a rocket mountain climbing, rocky mountain climbing, something like that. Yeah, Tim McGraw, Live Like You Were Dying. Yep. So every time somebody says we're diving in, I that song pops into my head. No idea why. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, anyway, um, we've kind of inadvertently spending been spending like a lot of time on Pacific Northwest cases. Yeah, sorry about that. Did not mean for that to happen. We just have a lot of weird shit going on. We really do. There's a lot of content up here. Just a um, lot. But I thought that we would take a little trip overseas <gasps> since we can't actually take a trip because of coronavirus. But let's just get in our little magical boat of imagination. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> and head on over. So we are actually going to cover a little bit of an older case out of France that takes place in 1933. Never mind. I was about to be like, what part of France does this like happen in? But... I will tell you. Yep. I was, uh, I looked at the notes and I saw it. <laughs> I mean, I, I could tell you a city. I can't tell you what region of France because honestly, I did not go into that much. I oddly know cities of France. Well, and this is actually a really popular city. Yeah. Um, it's most known for Formula One racing. Yeah. A lot of people in America will probably recognize the name, but disclaimer ahead of time. I am not French. <laughs> I took sign language in high school. And I'm learning Russian right now. So I'm not going to get the pronunciations right. I looked up a lot of pronunciations. Apparently I'm tongue-tied and I can't say pronunciations. <laughs> it's okay. I can't say a lot of words. <laughs> um, I'll give it a decent effort, but no one come after me because I pronounce these like a white girl. 
Yeah. And I did take French. Do I remember? No, because <laughs> high school was a really long time ago. And the reason and I've never left the United States. And I want you all to know French is not relevant here. It is not. It's really not because it is. Although we live relatively close to the Canadian border where French is relevant. Yes. We're not close enough. We're still three hours away. I guess I thought I was going to go to Canada a lot more. And I just didn't. Or I really want. I really did want to go to France. And also you have this thing where you don't want to be like everyone else. And since Spanish was so popular in our school, you decided to take French. Wow. Called out. All right. Let's get back to the case. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So at the time this crime happened, it was actually known as the crime of the century. And word of the crime spread around the world pretty quickly, which, you know, in modern day doesn't really mean a whole lot. But in the 1930s, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Like, did they do it by pigeon? Do you do it by pigeon overseas? Can a pigeon make it that far? I really wish I knew how homing pigeons worked because I think they're pretty cool. Same. I just don't know how they get somewhere. Like, I get how they come back because they have that little homing thing. It's going right to the place and coming back i don't know how do they know how do i'm like hey go to my friend george's house right or like watching game of thrones and they've got the ravens you're like whispering to the raven like hey go tell Jon snow how do they know where Jon snow is yeah especially when he's out in the middle of nowhere right. that's what i don't understand okay yeah i i completely don't get it if someone knows how they work please my brother <laughs> i bet you he knows that's it i'm my next my next episode is going to be on homing pigeons. This is a test. I'm going to see if he's been listening because I bet you anything he texts me when he hears this. Yep. Okay. But really, I'm going to do my next thing on homing pigeons. <laughs> Tell me how they work, please. <laughs> okay. So the the murders take place in 1933, but we're actually going to start our story in 1901. And... Our story takes place in Le Mans, and Americans know this as Le Mans. Um, Most people know this as it's very famous for Formula One racing, so a lot of people know the Le Mans uh, race. Mm -hmm. Le Mans. Le Mans. You actually did a great job pronouncing that, I'm not going to lie. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) We'll see if I keep it up. (laughs) All right, so in 1901... A young lady named Clément there was dating a man named Gustave Papon. Freaking love that name. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Uh, There were rumors that Clément was having an affair with her employer on the side. Ooh, spicy. I wish that there was more detail about this because I know that, like, typically in... Stories where there's rumors of an affair and dating. There's all these clues and stuff they give. Yeah. Apparently, that was not important to the story because I couldn't what? find anything about it. No, that is important. But Clément became pregnant. With whose kids? No one knows. Dun, dun, dun. But she and Gustav got married in October 1901. And five months later, Clément gave birth to a baby girl and they named her Amelia. Oh, one of my really good friends is named Amelia. I really like that name. It's a beautiful, gorgeous name. But also, every time I hear it, I think of Amelia Bedelia. What? It's a children's book. 
I know of like, um, obviously, uh, Madeline, but I don't know. Okay. I think I'm probably going to get it wrong. I think it was similar to Nancy Drew, but like for kids even younger. I never, okay. People are going to hate me. Never gotten to Nancy Drew. I didn't either, but that's because I liked, uh, Nate the Great better. Who? Okay. All right. Let's, uh, I'm going to have to buy a bunch of children's books now. (laughs) So Gustav and Clément are married, but Gustav is actually still suspicious that Clément was having an affair with her boss. So he decides that he's just going to find a job in another city and then announce to the family that they're going to move. That's a great game plan. Clément decided that she would rather kill herself than leave Le Mans. One petty action to another. (laughs) And apparently she was so adamant about this that they didn't move. Oh my God. Okay. At this point, the marriage starts falling apart. I wonder why. And I mean, so... If you want your husband not to think you're having an affair, I I don't know if she cared about that at all, honestly, because he's afraid that she's having an affair. So he says, hey, we're going to move. And then she threatens to kill herself. Right. And that's like, okay, that just tells me that I am absolutely right. And you are having an affair. (laughs) Why doesn't he just... Well, I guess it's really unheard of to, like, leave somebody at this point. Yeah, divorce isn't super popular back then. At this point, their marriage starts falling apart. Clément gets further and further into depression, and Gustave takes up heavy drinking. Okay, that's like a... um... Nightmare waiting to happen. Yep, yep. All the bad things. All the bad things. So, in 1905... Clément gave birth to a second daughter. Because that's going to fix their marriage. Yeah, that's going (laughs) to fix things. They named her Christine. Well, with Clément as depressed as she was and Gustave definitely alcoholic by this point, they couldn't really care for her, but they didn't really want her to begin with. Okay. So they gave her to a paternal aunt uncle Uh i don't know so i know it's gustav's family i don't know if it was gustav's sister or his brother oh okay but they end up taking christine okay wait but they kept the older daughter i'll get to that oh okay um a third daughter was born in 1911 and the second one was a good idea right (laughs) um and her name was leah and once again, they actually gave her to Clément's brother. And that is where Leia was raised. Like Princess Leia. Sorry. Except it's not spelled the same. It isn't. I just looked on it. <laughs> um, around the same time Leia was born, Amelia was nine or ten. Clément actually sent her to the Bon Pasteur Catholic Orphanage. What? Yeah, they sent Amelia to an orphanage. Why? Why don't I just send it to a different family member? I don't know why, honestly. Maybe, maybe they, they ran out of family members. I don't maybe. know. Maybe their family was just really tired of them. Probably. I would be too. Okay. So when Amelia was at the orphanage, it was actually discovered that she had been raped by Gustav. Lovely. 
And eventually, Amelia actually ended up joining a convent and becoming a nun. Good on her. Yeah, and I, I feel like the issues at home greatly contributed to that. Yeah. So around 1912, at this point, Christine, their second daughter, is seven years old. She actually ended up going to a Catholic orphanage as well. And she also wanted to become a nun. There's a trend here. Well, her mother forbade this. I don't understand why the mother has any say when she, one, didn't raise the girl. And two, she's in an orphanage. So why does the mother have any sort of say here? She shouldn't. She totally gave up the kid. Right. I I completely do not get it. But apparently Claymont had a say and she actually placed her daughter in employment instead. Okay. Sometime in the middle of all this child shuffling, Claymont and Gustave ended up getting divorced. Finally. I'm upset because you know why they got divorced. Oh God, why? Because she was... Claymont found out about Gustav raping Amelia and she was fucking jealous. What? That's why? Yeah. Gustav was paying attention to his daughters, quote unquote, paying fucking attention. And Claymont was jealous. Jealous? Yes. I think their family has issues. Like... I'm I don't think they have issues. <laughs> they have some fucking issues. How do you... Like, I'm angry. <laughs> I am... T- I don't... Of all the things... Like... Out of all the things you could feel... Yeah. I would kill him. I would... That's how this story would have went. Well, I mean, I'm telling a murder story. <laughs> Gustav is not the victim. Which is really sad i'm not gonna lie yeah okay so we don't like gustav we don't and we don't like the mom either and we don't like claymont yeah so thankfully gustav doesn't really play much into the rest of the story so we can forget about him and his drunk ass let's i know let's (laughs) move on because we're not going to get any less angry so leia Mm -hmm. the third daughter lived with her uncle until he died And then she had to go to the orphanage. Oh. So she was there until she was 15 years old. And then she started working. She didn't want to become a nun? I don't think so. I think at that point, her mother had already forbidden Christine to become a nun. Mm. And it comes up later, but her personality was very uh, demure. And so it was like whatever she was told she did. So I don't think it ever really occurred to her to try and decide her own future. Okay. So at this point, Leia is 15 and Christine is 21. Mm -hmm. The two of them worked as maids in various homes around Le Mans. And whenever possible, they actually preferred to work together. Which is, you know, like, sweet. I mean, they're sisters. They grew up in separate homes. But somehow, I think it's really cute that somehow they were still able to get together. Yeah. um, And have some sort of relationship here because they obviously get along. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much, like, interaction they had growing up. 
because they grew up in separate homes. I don't know if they ended up in the orphanage around the same time and that's how they reconnected. Mm -hmm. But somehow they connected later on in life, which I I like. That's wholesome. Good. It's a cute little part of the story. So Christine was known as a hard worker and a good cook. But she could be insubordinate at times. Oh. Apparently, she was actually dismissed from several of her maid jobs for insolence and insubordination. Okay. So, I mean, she's just, she's got a strong personality. Yeah. I mean, maid work probably isn't cut out for her. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I... I feel like some of that is also her growing up. Yeah, if you have crappy parents who gave you up. And, And, you know, you wanted to be a nun. With this kind of personality, I don't know what kind of nun she would have been. Probably one of those mean ones that paddles all the children. Probably. But I can also see how being denied the future you want can make you a little angry. Yeah. Or she might have been turned out to be like the Whoopi Goldberg nun. Have you seen that movie? No. Oh, okay. I don't even... There's a movie where Whoopi Goldberg goes undercover or something, and she's a nun. Oh. I can't remember it for the life of me what the movie's called. It's a great movie, though. I'll have to figure it out. I'll ask my mom. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Christine was also known to have average intelligence, so she wasn't super smart, but she also wasn't dumb. Okay. Leia was, like I mentioned, she was kind of quiet and introverted. She was obedient and generally reviews from people who hired her said that she was a good worker. Okay. But she was less intelligent. That kind okay. I'm not saying cooperative people are less smart, but then sometimes, you know, when somebody just like follows and does what they're told, it is because they're kind of like a little not as smart as the other people and they see that uh yeah and then i don't know how to like properly nicely explain that well it's when you have a simpler mind yes it is easier to follow directions that's that's the impression i get for yeah Leia. yeah that's kind of that's what i was thinking <laughs> because like with christine being a little more i mean like average maybe even more little like with that personality yeah and definitely more dominating which meant that yeah. She's more likely to boss Leia around and Leia's more likely to just kind of take, take it. it. Yeah. So the girls really preferred being together. They didn't really have any friends, didn't really have a life. They were extremely introverted. When they weren't working, they were together. Okay. So in 1926, Christine and Leia actually found permanent positions as live-in maids for the Lancelot family. Lancelot. Yeah, Lancelot family. <laughs> Renee Lancelot was a retired solicitor. I thought that was like a salesperson, but I guess in Europe, a solicitor is a lawyer. That's so, kind of cool. He was he was retired and lawyers pay pretty good. So they mm-hmm. were living a really nice life. Leonie was his wife. And their younger daughter, Genevieve, lived in the house. The older daughter was married and out of the house already. I love the name Genevieve. And like Guinevere, I don't know why. They're beautiful names. Do you remember? I mean, we're bringing up a lot of childhood stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember the old uh, animated videos, Guinevere and the Jewel Riders? No. I'm so like 
uneducated with childhood things. I don't think this was a very well-known one. I would be real surprised if anyone else knew what this was. I just remember, like, the song in my head. The song's in your head. So a couple years after Leia and Christine began working for the family, Madame Leone actually developed depression and she would take it out on the girls. Mm, Never mind. I was going to say something real mean. (laughs) She would physically and verbally abuse them. And the abuse actually escalated to the point where Madame Leone would slam their heads against walls. Oh, lovely. How common, like, back then? I mean, I guess depression probably wasn't treated too often, and... I really don't think it was. So, based on... They, I, I feel like everything was depression to them. Yeah, that. well, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, uh, how often was this actually, like, diagnosed and treated? Was it actually depression? Or was some people just I guarantee, angry? Or I just guarantee it was not actually depression. Really hated these girls because they were annoying. I, I mean, I feel like some of it was probably depression. Yeah, but some of that diagnosis is also the fact that they didn't have any other diagnoses at true. the time. True, because I feel like okay, I don't want to say that this isn't always the case, but I feel like depressed people don't normally get physically violent with other people. Yeah, that's I feel like depressed people don't want anything to do with anybody <laughs> normally. Yeah, and I I don't know why they would have diagnosed her as. I mean, I didn't really go in because it's harder to find information for yeah. the way back when machine. The way back when machine. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was great. <laughs> That's what I call it. Okay. But um, I, I guess I can't say I guarantee it wasn't depression, but very likely it was more complicated than that. That's, that's kind of what I'm... I'm what my I was like, wait, no, it uh, yeah. doesn't sound like depression. That sounds like something different. Okay. So on top of her physically abusing these girls, mm-hmm. Christine and Leia worked twelve to fourteen hour days oh. every single day. How? Yeah. They got half a day off a week. Half a day off a week. Yeah. I mean, were they at least getting like paid well? I don't know. I don't know if they got paid. What? But the they point were. They were living and they had all of their needs needs taken care of. They had a bedroom and they had food and clothing. I don't know if they actually made a wage. That wasn't clear. I mean, if you're getting all those needs met, there comes... And you don't have a life to begin with. Like, What's the point? Your life is your sister. Your sister is your life. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They don't need to go out to the movies. (laughs) Did they have movies? Yeah, they did. Got them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so on top of all of this Renee and Madame Leone didn't speak to the girls was that like a culture like class no. status a cl- like class status no. thing or just because they're stuck up at one point Renee actually said that and I'm, I don't have the quote in front of me right now but it was something about like their personalities did not lend like he didn't want to have conversations with them so he spoke to them to like give them orders on like the work to do he never had conversations with them madame leone didn't even do that 
If she had something to tell the girls, she wrote it on a note and Genevieve delivered it. Okay. Um, so these girls fired them. Chris, Christine and Le- Leia. I wouldn't fire them because ap- apparently they did good work. But you're not going to speak to the help. I don't. That that's what I'm saying. Like, why don't you just find help that you actually like? <laughs> I get the feeling that Leonie wouldn't like anyone. Mm, okay. Basically. I think Christine said that she didn't know if her employer, Renee, was nice or not because he literally never spoke to them. Okay. And they worked for them for six or seven years. Six or seven years. You have no idea who the per- like what the personality type of your employer is. Right. Okay. So we are going to Thursday, February 2nd, 1933. The family uh, went about their daily lives. Leonie and Genevieve were actually going to go out shopping that day. There's no real record of what Renee was doing. He was retired, so he wasn't at work. But Mm -hmm. all I know is he was not in the house during the day. And he was not with Leonie and Genevieve. Maybe he was doing like old retired people things. Yeah, or just around town. Yeah, you know, I don't know. They, They do things. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's trying to get away from his horrid wife, apparently. <laughs> so, Renee was supposed to meet his wife and daughter, daughter for dinner at a friend's house. Yeah. So, he actually went home to pick them up to take them to the friend's house. Leonie and Genevieve were supposed to get home before him. Yeah. But... He came home, he found all the lights off in the house, so he figured, hey, they're already at dinner, I'll just go meet them there. No, no. He goes to his friend's house, and they weren't there. He waited around a little bit, because he was like, well, maybe they were still out shopping, they'll come here. When they were late, he decided something was wrong. So he and his Mm son-in-law went back to his house. Responsible. Okay. Bring a friend. Yeah. Buddy system. So... Around 6.30 or 7, they got back to the house. The entire house was still dark, Mm -hmm. except for, like, flickering candlelight coming from the maid's room in the attic. The front door was bolted shut from the inside, which he thought was really weird. So, they decide they weren't going to try and get in. They go to the police station to get an officer. Again, smart move. I was going to (laughs) say... That is actually very, I mean, he's a lawyer, or at least he used to be a lawyer, so he probably knows, Yeah, don't go in, everything's really weird right now, I'm going to the police. Yep. Wow. Lawyer at work. They go and they get a policeman and they go back to the house again. So this is like the third time he's been back to the house. Yeah. The policeman climbed over the garden wall. And they were able to get into the house from the back. I don't know if it was a window or a door or what, but they were able to get into the house. Yeah. I don't know why I find it so funny that the policeman was the one that had to climb over the wall. Because, you know, the rich retired lawyer is not going to be the one that climbs over a wall. How old was rich retired lawyer? Maybe he's not agile enough or limber enough to get over that wall. You know, I get that. But at the same time, 
this guy doesn't speak to his maids. <laughs> so I get the feeling he's a little like it was a different world, Mister Constable Man. You up and over. <laughs> the world was a lot different, different, a lot different back then than it was. That, and we're also talking about France, different culture. Yeah, yeah. So the police gets in. Cool. Upon entry, he found the bodies of Leonie and Genevieve, bludgeoned and stabbed to death. Ugh. And their faces were basically non-existent. That's how badly they were beaten. That's gross. Like, even worse. Oh, no. Both women had their eyes gouged out. (gasps) I can't. No. Not the eyes. Like, there's little few things that I just can't do. And eye gouging is one of them. Well, that's what happened. Apparently, one of the articles I read actually said that one of the reasons this case blew up so much is that up until this point, there were actually no documented cases of eye gouging in France. Okay. I wonder why. I mean, I guess it's not that big of a thing. Not, I feel like not normally people don't gouge other people's eyes out but like still you would think that there would be some other record of it yeah the article also said that to the author's knowledge since then there has not been another case in france of eye gouging which also seems so weird because you know once one person does it other some people. some nut job finds it and they're like oh that sounds great the sound <laughs> Oh, they're they're in France. I got oh. <laughs> I can't do the like our English evil laugh like ha, ha, ha. like it's gotta be the the French one. My French evil laugh. <laughs> okay. So when the policeman comes in and finds these two women with their eyes gouged out probably scared to death oh oh and i (laughs) i have to say this just because i like freaking you out so you know i said that their faces were so bastion that they were unrecognizable right yeah wait how if their faces are so bastion how do they know the eyes were gouged out they were on the floor oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) more accurately genevieve's eyes were on the floor Leonie's eyes were in the folds of her scarf. Oh, no. Okay, wait. I see hating the woman of the house and, like, the dad or whatever, but, like, the young girl, that was she also mean to them? Or? Well, let's continue. We'll find out. Okay. So when the policemen find these two women, his first thought is he knows there's two other women in the house and he's thinking, oh, my God, where are they? Are they OK? Mm-hmm. So the policeman continues through the house and he actually they they could still see the candlelight coming from the attic. So he goes up there thinking that someone is up there. Mm-hmm. The room door is locked. He starts knocking frantically on the door. No response. So he leaves and he gets a locksmith and they come back. <laughs> There's a lot of leaving and coming back in this. So wait, um. Do they not have, like, lights lights? No, the lights are out in the house. Like, 
The whole house is dark. I know. They had electricity. I know. But like, why don't they just turn on the lights? They couldn't. Oh, okay. No lights. Oh. So once they got up there and they unlocked the door, they found the two sisters alive and well. Why aren't you answering the door? But depending on the source, because this is a scandalous little tidbit and it is one of the things that made this case so popular, some sources will say that the two women were naked in bed together. Mm-hmm. Other sources say that they were wearing like robes or kimonos and that one of them was in bed and the other was next to them like beside the bed. All the sources say that they were in some sort of embrace. I know some of this is like twisting and drum dramatizing. I think it makes a lot of sense that they were in robes. Yeah. Because, I mean, not even spoiler alert, because it happens right away. They admitted to murdering the two women. Mm-hmm. With how badly those women were beaten and bludgeoned, they would be covered in blood probably took a bath yeah it makes sense to me that they would have bathed and they would have changed into robes by this time um i think some sources put the timeline and it took about two hours between the first time renee came home and the time they actually got into the room so two hours to clean all this blood off yourself it makes sense to me yeah Beside them, on a chair, was a bloody hammer with hair stuck to it. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so, I mean, they... They did not try to cover this up. Uh, they did Not even. They didn't deny it. It was right away, like, yep, that was us. Do they not... Did they not, like, understand that this was a criminal offense? That they would go to jail for this? That So, their story was it was self-defense. Yeah, but they're acting a little too, like, normal for self-defense. So, here's the story they told. Christine and Leah were going about their daily chores. Mm -hmm. One of the things that was on the chore list was Christine needed to go to town to pick up a broken iron that was being fixed. So, she picked it up, brought it home, plugged it in so she could start doing her ironing. Mm -hmm. The iron was apparently still broken. Not a very good repairman. Yeah. Let's cancel him. (laughs) But it blew all the fuses in the house. I mean, back then. Okay. So that's why there were no lights in the house. All the fuses were blown. Go and turn them back on. Flip a switch. I don't know if it was that simple back then. You know what? It probably wasn't. But (laughs) I'm giving modern day solutions. Yeah, we can't give modern day solutions to 1933 problems. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) I tried. So originally they had, I, I think that they were going to attempt to fix the lighting. Mm-hmm. because I guess the plan that day was supposed to be that Genevieve and Leonie were supposed to be shopping and then go straight to the dinner party. Yeah. They came home early. So Leonie comes in and she's like, why the fuck are there no lights in my house? And Christine explains, you know, I plugged this in. Looks like it's still broken. It blew all the fuses. Madame Leonie was very quick to anger. And Seems we've like already it. established that she had no qualms about physically abusing these two girls. Yeah. So she starts attacking Christine. <sighs> Not surprised. Christine, in retaliation, 
attack Genevieve. Okay. And plucked her eyes out <sighs> with her hands. Oh, God. She then instructed Leia to do the same to Madame Leone. Oh. And Leia did. Yeah, because Leia does any, like, everything she's told. She's like Ella Enchanted. <laughs> Is it Ella Enchanted? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So uh, keep in mind here that these two women just had their eyes pulled out while they were still alive. Oh my God, wait. <laughs> I know that didn't click with you. <laughs> that would be, I don't even know. We need to continue. I don't want to dwell on this because now I'm thinking about it. And <sighs> no, oh, okay, we're done. So Genevieve and Leone. I mean, we can assume because none of the stories I told really went into this because they were focused on Leia and Christine. But if I just had my eyes yoinked out of my head. I would be crying and screaming. And writhing in pain. Yeah. So Christine goes to the kitchen and she gets a knife and a hammer and she brings it back. And together she and Leia beat the two women and stabbed them. And... At one point, Christine actually grabbed a pewter pitcher and beat them over the head with it so forcefully that the pitcher broke. Okay, but this was all out of self-defense. Apparently. This seems like a lot for self-defense. Okay, but here's the thing. The story that was told sounds believable, but it doesn't seem like a self... Like, right. There's a borderline self-defense and... Now you're the one being not a good person. Yeah. So Genevieve and Leone, obviously their faces were mangled. Mm -hmm. Their legs and genitals were also like all slashed to bits. Okay, that's excessive. Just, just a little. Only a little. So, of course, Christine and Leia are immediately taken into custody. And they are separated and jailed separately. That probably went over well. Well, basically overnight, the story became famous because of, one, mm -hmm. the brutality of it. Because yeah. remember when we're thinking this far back, mm -hmm. there's not not a lot of people would believe a woman would do something like this. Women are delicate. Women are yeah. flowers. They don't kill people like this. They're not crazy and slash people to bits and beat them over the head with a pitcher. <laughs> Apparently they're wrong. <laughs> but also the scandalous nature of the fact that they were caught together in some sort of state of undress embracing each other. Yeah, I mean, okay, the embracing part I find kind of weird, but they seem kind of weird. But the fact that they're sisters and they live basically in the same room and all that, duh, they're used to probably seeing each other naked. Right. Like, that's really weird to say, but like... No, when you, I mean, female roommates together see each other in various states of undress. Yeah. Girls in general, I feel like, are more comfortable being naked around each other. Yeah. So it, it doesn't seem strange to me. But back then it probably was a little weird. I feel like back then it would be even less strange. But also another... Um, also keep in mind we're talking about another country. Yes, because I was thinking when you think about like more asian culture it's 
normal because of like bathhouses and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, even now it's normal because yeah. of bathhouses. And so. in France, they don't, positive, pretty positive, they don't have some things like that. So it's probably a little not normal for them to be like, oh my gosh, why are you two of the same gender naked together? Yeah, so. Scandalous. It sparked rumors that they had some sort of incestuous relationship with each other. Yeah, it's kind of weird. So, like, overnight, every publication was talking about them. And one journalist actually found out about this and wrote about it in the New Yorker. Mm. So it was actually, it went overseas really quickly too. Um, pigeons. Yeah, those pigeons. <laughs> it's a really far distance for a pigeon to fly. That's what I'm wondering. Can they make it overseas? How did that get there so fast besides by pigeon? Phone? When was the first phone made? 1933 i feel like phone phone telegram oh i forgot telegrams were a thing i'm stuck on pigeons man just because i don't know morse code i know sos and that is it (laughs) so christine took the separation really hard Mm -hmm. she would cry out for leia ask to see her beg to see her at one point she actually got so upset, she tried to pluck her own eyes out. She has, like, some weird eye thing. Yeah. They had to put her in a straitjacket. I don't blame them. And to add to the rumors about the girls' relationship, at one point, they actually were permitted to see each other. It was like, you yeah. know, let's just, I mean, they're sisters. Let's let them see each other. They're all they have left in the world because their dad's a shitbag and their mom... Apparently, they had a falling out with their mom at one point and yeah. had something to do with money. Mm, I believe it. So, the girls were allowed to see each other. Oh, God. There are many, many reports saying that they were extremely inappropriate. Oh. There were some comments made by Christine that kind of solidified the incest thing in a lot of people's minds. <sighs> There was only one place I found an actual recount of what happened. Okay. It was from a French publication at the time. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually willing to lend this a little bit of credibility. Apparently, when they were first in the room together, Christine threw herself at Leia, Mm -hmm. started unbuttoning her blouse, and then begged her, please say yes. What? Right. That's... I mean, at least she's trying to get consent. I guess. (laughs) Is it? It's not consent when you don't know enough to say no, though. Yeah. And uh, that's that's weird. So it just kind of solidified in a lot of people's minds that something was up here. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Just kind of. No, that's really weird. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So... It was July of 1933 that Christine actually tried to gouge her own eyes out. Uh-huh. And at that point, after they got her in the straitjacket, she asked to see the magistrate. And she told the magistrate that, you know, I I lied when I confessed at the time we were arrested. I, you know, this, this whole situation I had just now, I lost my mind, tried to pull my eyes out. That's what happened the night of the murders. I just had an episode. Oh. And I am responsible for the death, and Leia is not. Okay. All along, Leia is still telling people that, yes, I participated. Yes, I am responsible. Oh. 
Leia just wants to save, not Leia, Christine just wants to save her lover. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Creepy. God, it's still, okay, I'm sorry. Keep going. <laughs> so the court appointed three doctors to perform psychological evaluations on the girls yeah. to determine if they were fit to stand trial, essentially. Doctors actually found that the girls mentally were just fine. What? Apparently. We're talking about limited medicine back then. I mean, true. Looking back, there are some people, they've actually speculated that based on the documentation available, it seems like Christine had paranoid schizophrenia. Okay. Like modern day doctors are saying yeah. looking back on like notes and stuff. It, that makes sense. It, it seems like that's what they had. Okay. Additionally... There is a personality disorder that happens when two people are basically alone and sheltered off from the rest of the world in their own mm -hmm. little box. It's called shared paranoid disorder. Okay. Apparently, this is what these two girls appear to have. Mm -hmm. It's really common with people when they're in a couple, they're segregated from the world. They're very introverted towards their own relationship. They kind of shut out the rest of the world it's also very common for one person in the partnership to be domineering and the other to be submissive, which okay. describes these two girls yeah. really well. So their trial started in September of 1933. That's about eight months after the murders happened. Yeah. The trial was a huge national event because of the scandal of these two girls and their relationship. I really think they're, the papers and stuff are really focusing on the wrong thing. <laughs> But also, so keep in mind, this is a brutal attack committed by two women. Yeah. And it's the first time that something as brutal as eye gouging has happened, documented in their country's history. Well, if they focused on the eye gouging, I wouldn't be upset. So all of these things together made this a huge public spectacle yeah police actually had to come in to control the crowds because there were so many people packed in the courthouse wow. and so many crowds outside it was huge so despite the girls being found sane by these doctors mm -hmm. they actually testified that there was a history of mental illness in the family mm -hmm. they had an uncle that had committed suicide okay they had a cousin that was in a mental asylum and died in the asylum. Right. One of their grandfathers was prone to epile epileptic fits and like fits of anger. And uh -huh. there are also a couple of, I couldn't find specifically who, but like other family members that had been in asylums. But these two girls are perfectly fine. They're totally okay. It just floors me. The, Especially when she admits, admits this is what happened. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, no, they're fine. Yeah. So doctors said that they were fine. Both girls, perfectly fine. Oh, but by the way, Leia's personality doesn't exist anymore. And it's just completely Christine and Christine's extension. But I, they're fine. Apparently, a doctor literally said that Christine's personality seemed to have disappeared into Christine. That's disturbing. But the girls are fine. They're not fine. <laughs> so the jury deliberated for 40 minutes. It's kind of a long time. 
But like also not a long time. Not a long time at all. But they found both girls guilty. Okay. That's good. Leia was only sentenced to 10 years because it was determined that she was so dominated by Christine Mm -hmm. and that her personality basically didn't exist as her own person anymore that she was not as responsible. Okay. Christine was sentenced to death by guillotine. Can I say dope? <laughs> that is, that's kind of cool, but also not cool at all. That is really sad. It's horrible. But also, I didn't realize that the guillotine was still used as recently as 1933. I didn't either. That's why I was like, hey, that's kind of cool. The last time someone was executed by, you're going to love this nickname. They called it the National Razor. Yes! <laughs> the last time someone was executed by the National Razor was 1977. That's like recent. Really recent. That's weird. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. That just seems like crazy. I just want to me. everybody to know Crystal's face is slightly distraught and I'm over here like excited. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I just, I don't know. That's. I find that very interesting. Like they okayed that for so long. And it's just, I don't know. It's a morbidly kind of fun. Fun. Oh God. Cool. No. It's a morbid way to kill people. And I just publicly too, a lot of the time. Was it still public? I don't know if it was public or not. But also Mm. keep in mind that in the United States, we still have execution by firing squad as an option in a few states. I knew knew that, but I know it's like very... It's not used very often. Yeah, I know that, which I find that a little less interesting. I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I'm hoping it wasn't public. I, I wouldn't think it is because if they didn't talk about it or there's pictures of it i, I don't want pictures i'm good without that <laughs> so love how you're just holding your neck <laughs> my hands are cold and my oh. face is warm it feels really good okay. um so once again christine and leah were separated to serve their sentences in different institutions no oh. christine rapidly deteriorated she basically sunk into a deep depression and she had episodes of quote unquote madness. Honestly, that almost sounds like bipolar disorder, Uh, but they didn't have stuff like that. And you know, I don't have any medical notes for her. So I really don't know. They called it, it was, it was referred to as madness. Madness. And like, was it in episodes? Cause that could also, it it was in episodes. Cause I mean, she had like schizophrenia. I want to say schizophrenia. I don't know. She, looking back, I remember doctors did yeah. say it looks like she may have had paranoid schizophrenia. Yeah. So that the episodes would make sense. Yeah. So. Um, eventually, she actually refused to eat at all. Aww. They sent her to a mental institution in Rennes. And she actually ended up dying in May of 1937 of cachexia which is literally wasting away. You see uh, mm. people with anorexia dying of cachexia because they they lose weight so rapidly. They lose muscle mass so rapidly. Yeah. Their internal organs start failing. Yeah. There's all these health complications. So basically she died of wasting away, That's, which is really sad. That is really sad. Wasn't she supposed to get the guillotine? 
Oh, her <laughs> sentence was reduced to life in prison. Oh. I'm not sure why. Maybe because she was a woman. It would not surprise me if it was because she was a woman. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, Leia served eight years of her original 10-year sentence. She was released early on good behavior. Okay. She was released and she lived in Nante with her mother. I don't know why she made up with her mother, except for the fact that she is the more submissive one, so she's more likely to let her mother back in. Yeah. She got a job working as a hotel maid with a fake name, and that's basically how she lived the rest of her life. Okay. I mean, good on her. A French documentary in 2000 actually claimed to have found her living in a hospice. Okay. There was a woman named Leia that they found. Uh She wasn't very verbal. She had actually had a stroke and couldn't speak. Mm Mm-hmm. This documentary is convinced that it is the same Leia. It was never actually confirmed. And that Leia passed away in 2001. Wow. So there's a lot of speculation whether Leia is still alive or if she passed away, when she passed away. There's just not a lot of information on what happened to her after she went to live with her mother. Okay. I mean, as long as she isn't being an accomplice to killing people <laughs> let her if she doesn't have christine around to tell her to kill people yeah i think she i think she'll be fine yeah and at this point i mean she was born in i think 1911 yeah so she's over 100 years old at this point i i don't know that mm-hmm. she's around anymore no, i'm pretty that that hospice the, the lay-in hospice is probably what well, might have been her I, I would believe it yeah so So, a lot of French scholars have really focused on this case and trying to dissect what happened with it. Apparently, a lot of them think that this was purely a class struggle of, like, the working class rising up against the bourgeoisie. Hmm. Interesting. I don't don't know. There's a lot of plays and actually even movies that are based off this story. Yeah. And... They're all French names. I'm not even going to try to pronounce them. (laughs) But I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it was a class thing? Or do you think it... Personally, I think it was years of abuse. I can see it being more the years of abuse than like the class like it being over class. Mm -hmm. Because if kind of what the story she described, it does sound believable in a way. But if she said she snapped like that... Um, I can see whatever, um, like if she's getting abused and she snapped and just told Leia to gouge somebody's eyes out, I can believe. Kind of like a battered woman syndrome is what yeah. I'm thinking. Yeah, that I would believe that over them being like, I'm tired of working like this. Yeah. Let's bash their heads in. I mean, the working plays into it that i mean you are being I, yeah physically and verbally abused by your employer you're basically not a human to them because they won't even speak to you yeah you're forced to work long hours you don't get proper time off your parents passed you around to various family members and you're in an orphanage and your mother still controls your life yeah and there's <laughs> no there's no documented uh sexual abuse on christine and leia 
Yeah. But it also would not surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me either if that's what happened. So just because of like their whole life growing up and how bad it was, plus all of this. I mean, like how their working situation, yeah. I guess you can slightly argue, but I don't feel like it was the like main drive. No, I think it was they were abused for so long in so many different ways. Yeah. That Which could say something about when you have somebody who works for you, you shouldn't abuse them because they might kill you. I mean, you shouldn't abuse them because that makes <laughs> you a bad human. But OK, that mainly. But if you think about it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to say if if you are a horrible person, you still shouldn't abuse people. <laughs> or maybe you should just be a good human. Yeah, because then the filth liquor is going to come lick your heart clean. <laughs> and you guys don't want that shit in your <laughs> nasal cavities. <laughs> but also, I mean, I didn't think about this when we were doing the episode. <laughs> In order for him to get like up in that, he's got a perch on your face. Do you want that slimy asshole perched on your face? How do you know? Maybe he has three, like the uh, kappa. <laughs> the kappa. Yeah. <laughs> be good humans, guys. <laughs> yeah, just be be decent humans to people, everybody, animals, um, bugs. My mom gets really mad when I save the spiders in her house. I have one that guards my front door. That's adorable. I don't know if you've seen him. No, I haven't. We don't have any other spiders because he eats them. That's adorable. He's fat and he's disgusting, but he's protecting the house and he stays in his corner. <laughs> That's all that matters. Yep. That's cool. I wish my mom would allow a spider just to do that. I don't want them in here. He's okay by the front door. We have a deal. <laughs> I had this deal actually with a spider at my last house. It lived in my windowsill. Yeah. It was some type of funnel weaver. I don't know what, but like, yeah, he was there. I didn't, pre- I hate spiders. They freak me out. Mm-hmm. But I was like, dude, you stay in your funnel. I'll live in the rest of the room and we're good. And one day I was drinking and I had one of those long lighters. Yeah. Um, and I was lighting a candle. And I was like, you know, I'm tired of your ass. And whoop. And within 24 hours, my room was overrun with spiders. And I was like, fuck. I killed my warrior. Oh. And now you're just like, I will never make that mistake again. Yep. So when I make a deal with a spider, I keep it. <laughs> <laughs> See, maybe I should tell my mom that story. What's really funny is the one by the front door... Actually, he went on a week-long vacation. (laughs) I'm not kidding. He was gone for a week. Yeah. And he's back. That's so funny. Like, literally, like, I looked up and sometimes he'll be, like, up in his little funnel. And he's, like, way up in there so you can't even see him. But, like, for, like, a solid week, he just was not there. And he's been back for a few days now. So... I mean, I call it a vacation, but I'm pretty sure that he went and holed up somewhere else in the house and he wasn't getting enough food. So he's back to his summer home now. His summer home. (laughs) And he's protecting the door once more. And I have not seen any spiders up here this year. I was going to say, we have so many flies and spiders that come in and out of the house that I'm just like, 
And I just told my mom, I'm like, I'm going to just protect these little guys because one day there's going to be somebody who breaks into the house and this little spider is going to save us. <laughs> so that's that is the moral of this week's story, guys. <laughs> Get yourself a guardian spider. <laughs> a guardian spider. Make a deal with it. It's got to be a verbal contract. A verbal contract? I, I literally told him out loud. Oh, wow. Okay. I'm like, dude, if you stay in your corner... I won't disturb you. I want to know the mythical properties and the science behind spiders. Because if that actually is a thing, that's crazy. If they understand enough to know that like, hey, this human said I have to stay here. I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I can live here in peace. We can coexist as long as I stay in my corner and I can survive. Because that's all they do. They just eat bugs. Yeah. Anyway. And he, the the one by my door actually literally eats spiders. They're dead spider carcasses in his house. They're all over. Wow. So that's what I'm like, you are doing your job. <laughs> that's all that matters. Yep. Wow. Okay. Well, be nice to spiders. Yep. And be just as nice to humans. Please. Don't kill them. Thanks for listening. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks for joining us on this grand old adventure we're we're sailing back to the u.s into our time zone yep i tried to make this one a little bit shorter um i only had four pages of notes versus 29 on my last case yeah you normally break over the uh two digit mark i've noticed <laughs> and i'm over here with maybe like seven <laughs> yeah so we'll be fine yeah Keep recommending us to your friends. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Keep uh, telling people about us and keep living your your life of podcast listening. Yeah. To us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, connect with us on Facebook or Instagram. At. Oh, I'm not I'll, even going to say oh, that. Okay. They know what we are. Alternative interest podcast. <laughs> Tell us what you think. Uh, rate, review, subscribe. Whoop, whoop. I noticed we have 30 followers on Spotify. Whoop, whoop. And I was so excited. I know that doesn't sound like a lot for all of you guys listen to like big shows like Crime Junkie and Morbid, but That's 30 is a lot. Okay. For us. Yeah. We're we've new. only been doing that. We've not even been doing this for three months. So What? Really? Yeah. Wow. It feels like it's been so long. That's because it's a normal weekly thing. We had to hang out. Yes. It's what I enjoy during my week. It's fun. Yeah. Anyway. It's a lot of work, but it's fun. Yeah. Thank you guys for being you. Yeah. Keep. Be good humans, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.